What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Heavy Pour Long Distance Edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the first time uh, we've all been in different places trying to record, so bear with us here. I think we got it down, but um, we're here for another Tuesday. That we are. I know, Peter, you had a surprise that you wanted to mention earlier right, off air. So, I don't what know do you if got? you're sipping on anything tonight, but I got a special brand spanking new treat for you. Let me give you the audio first. Ooh, that sounded good. And that, that sounded nice. my friends, is the brand new cacti. Travis Scott, alcoholic drink. <laughs> is it a seltzer or what? Yep. It's a tequila. Oh, hey. It's like an agave seltzer. Give us a swig. What do you think? Give us a swig. Yeah, this is the lime flavor. I also have a strawberry flavor that I've been sipping on previously. Okay. Strawberry Rated is my out favorite. Time. Honestly, it's my favorite. Like, I don't know what you would... Could, Anything that's not hard liquor, this is my favorite alcoholic drink of that. Really? Yeah. Okay. I like it better than beer. I like it better than seltzers. I like it better than any of those just sugary sweet, like, you know, Mike's or... It's because it's got tequila in it, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's because of the agave. Yeah, that's honestly what it is. I was a big You are a big Latinos. tequila guy. I am a big tequila guy. It's it's interesting. I'll say that. Ah, oh, dude, I can't do tequila. You just should be able to. It just hurts me. It just absolutely hurts me. Uh, Bad things happen. People. Just get over the burn and get into the plant. <laughs> get into the plant. Does that even mean? Thank you. Hey, Polke, Justin, come on. Polke, huh? That oh, that's... I took a class for history. It's like an alcoholic fermentation drink. In like 1600s, Mexican America. Oh yeah, okay. That's that's where you lose me. Mexican history. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we're starting this one out. Okay. We're historians right. too. We're historians. Yeah. I, I mean, know. get ready to peep our YouTube where uh, Peter talks smart stuff to Henry and I. Question mark. Oh, absolutely. We'll do some fun things with that. I'm so ready. I, I'm so ready. I won't like hurt you guys. It'll just be a. I'm joust, you know. No, honestly, I'm ready. Like, I I got this smart guy stuff down. I'll figure it out. I know you do. You... Yeah. I've never been able to climb past you ever since. You scored higher than me on that statistics exam. What? Did you not take it? <laughs> no, I was there. I remember it vividly. Oh, I yeah, you did not let... Did, I remember that. You did not let Peter... Forget about it. <laughs> I don't remember this. Every what? single exam after that, you're like, well, I'm better than Peter on that one. <laughs> God won't let me down this time. Well, considering I got a 43 on the final in statistics in high school, I don't think that I uh, <laughs> I think I got let down a lot. It's just a I, got a, I got a 52, so I'm doing better than you, Justin. <laughs> you guys just didn't have breakfast. By the exactly. transitive property... Henry's better than me. I'm better than Peter. Henry's the best statistician in, in the game right now. I believe yes. that is exactly how it works. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Thank you. Yeah. But uh, let's get into some news we had today. So, or 
I guess I should say Monday, yesterday, when you guys listen to this. Big free agency day. Um, I guess I'll start with the heartbreak. Joe Thune got signed by the Chiefs. I love the signing. I hate those to the Chiefs because I wanted the Vikings to make a move Thune. But the Chiefs got a good lineman and uh, about as solid of a lineman as they come in the NFL. Yeah, they did. They um, shorn up the O-line, which is what they need. I still think they're probably going to use a first-round pick on a offensive lineman. But that's big for them, dude. Joe Thune's really good. Really good signing. I believe, what was it, a four-year deal? Is yeah, four or five, something like that. Well, they got it done. I still think they kind of have some salary cap issues, but they'll figure that out through restructures and stuff like that. Yeah, they restructured Mahomes' deal on Sunday, I believe it was, so I'm sure they're going to keep doing that to try to free up space for players to sign. Yeah. But another news, Patriots, they had a big day. I mean, they came out swinging into free agency. I did not expect that, to be honest with you. That's not a Patriots thing. Patriots don't make splashes. It's like, all right, they're going to sign one or two guys here or there. Yeah, and they're usually just like versatile, good role players. But they, I mean, they they did sign some role players, but they got some really good guys. Yeah, Matthew Judon is awesome. A former Raven, if you guys don't know. Jalen Mills, defensive back. He was with the Eagles the last few years, was he not? Yeah, he was drafted by the Eagles. He's been there his whole career. Uh, That's okay. That's what I thought, yeah. And then one that I really like, but I don't think a lot of people know a ton about him, Jonu Smith, who is mm-hmm. extremely athletic. He's got great hands for a tight end. He's a lot like Delaney Walker, if any of you guys remember watching Delaney Walker play. Yeah, yeah. He, he was just like, know. for a tight end, just stupid fast. Yeah, he was good. Um, he was with the Titans as well for a long time. Yeah, yeah, John Lee Smith was drafted to play behind um, Delaney Walker. I'm assuming that's why the Titans drafted him, was because they, they're like yeah. the same player. Oh, I'm sure. Um, but, dude, like, not only that, but then they also signed uh, Devon Godshaw, defensive lineman from Miami, and then they also signed Nelson Aguilar, wide receiver from, I believe, the Las Vegas Raiders. He was so bad for the Eagles his whole career. I know, and he's very talented. It's just he had the drops issue. Yeah, and he hasn't been able to outrun it, although I think he did make a couple of really nice plays last year in Vegas. Uh, rounding out the group, too, Kendrick Bourne was also signed by the Patriots. Uh, they had a really, really big problem with guys that just like couldn't catch the ball last year. The mm-hmm. Pats had no one to throw to. So signing Johnny Smith, Nelson Aguilar, and Kendrick Bourne is really going to help. Yeah, absolutely. Um and not only that, but the day before, they re-signed Cam Newton. Do you think they're rolling with Cam Newton next year? Yeah, I think they are. I yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see him take a shot in the second round at Kyle Trask and let him try to develop. Yeah. He seems like the kind of guy that Bill Belichick would want. But he also can't play in this offense. So, like, I don't exactly know what they're going to do, but whatever. I mean, if you have Cam on the roster, you need to get him help. He, you've got to think he's going to be the starting quarterback next year. And if he is right. – he needs help because he threw, like, did he even break 10 touchdown passes last year? Six. Okay, six. Not good. <laughs> no. Not no, good at all. No, it's not. And, again, like we were saying, um, 
they don't have a lot of weapons. They didn't have a yeah. lot of weapons, and they've addressed that here. Would you be surprised if Mac Jones falls a little bit, the Patriots take a swing at it? Oh, 100%. If Mac Jones makes it to where the Patriots are picking, absolutely. But I think that'd be a if, that'd be a perfect marriage too. And like obviously Mac Jones is different than Cam Newton. Like that's not a question. But the Patriots offense for a long time. Uh, the, I mean, obviously they had Tom Brady, who's probably the least mobile quarterback of all time. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> him, him or Philip Rivers, one yeah. of the two. <laughs> so you bring in a guy like Mac Jones and give him a year to sit behind Cam. I think that'd be a nice marriage there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they shipped Cam off, though. If they got Mac Jones, he's and he's NFL ready as is. You don't really need to work on a ton with Mac Jones as much as it is you need to put the pieces around him right. where he's at. I mean, the guy is a lot. He's got the same skill set, I would say Tom Brady does. You know, he doesn't have like a crazy athletic build. He's not very fast. He doesn't mm-hmm. have a super strong arm. Yeah, but he drops the ball in the bucket every time. Like, yeah, very accurate. And yeah. Makes good decisions. Make right decisions. Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving forward, though, John Johnson III signed with the Browns. So they got a safety, very needed safety for them. The Browns' defense was already pretty solid. The offensive line is best in the NFL. And they're improving. That's all I can say is this is just a really, really good pickup for them in an area that they needed help. Yeah, definitely. Um, he's very underrated, too. He was on the Rams uh, for a couple of years, I believe, right? Before. Yeah, he was. He's good. He's very good. And the thing that I like that the Browns are doing is can't get complacent in a sport like this. They had the best <laughs> season. They had the best season they've ever had, or not ever had, but in, you know, feels no, like. I'm pretty it. sure this is the best season that they've ever had in the Browns organization. <laughs> yeah. Um, And they're not going to sit and rest. You know, they're going to keep making plays and uh, keep getting signings, bringing guys in. And this is a really really good signing for an area that the Browns need help at. Yeah, overall, this is a good pickup. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see the Browns add a few more pieces on the defense just as, like, role players and whatnot. But I'm going to let you take this next one. I know it's near and dear to you as a Packers O-lineman just left. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. Corey Lindsley signed with the Chargers. Second year in a row, a Packers offensive lineman is left in free agency to go to the Chargers. Last year was Brian Balaga. This year it is Corey Lindsley. Lindsley's really good. Um, I think he was rated as the best or one of the best centers in the league by a couple different, uh, like PFF and stuff like that. I saw the same thing. I'm pretty sure it was the best. Not only that, but he's incredibly durable. He does not get injured a lot, and when he does, he plays through it. Uh, I believe he didn't miss a game for like two seasons in a row or something like that. And he's young. I mean, young for an offensive lineman. I think he's only 28 or 29, so he's right in the middle of his prime. It's a great signing for them. You know, the Packers just didn't have the cap space to keep him. And the only thing that sucks, though, is is centers are, I don't want to say replaceable, but... They don't have the most important job on an offensive line uh, like tackles do. And obviously the center is the quarterback of the offensive line, right? But I think center bo- like the Packers are probably going to end up f- like finding someone that's going to do an okay job. So I will, I'm, it, it sucks to see him go, but 
you know, it, it's kind of the nature of the sport. Yeah, it is. That's just how it works. I mean, you can't keep everybody. <clears throat> the Packers had like a top three offensive line mm-hmm. this year. And like you said, center's a fairly replaceable position on the offensive line. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely easier to replace center than it is like a, a tackle. Yeah. So I think they made the right decision here. Yeah. Uh, and the Chargers get a great offensive lineman to put in front of, of Justin Herbert. Yeah, get him some help. Who looks like a great young quarterback. He's shown all the signs already. He set the rookie passing record for touchdowns. Uh, he's got weapons. And I'm excited where, where he could go if he has a good offensive line because that guy can sling the ball around the field. Yeah, and he he's the type of quarterback with how he plays. Um, he's a pocket passer, right? So how do you help that? Get him weapons, build an offensive line around him. And right. that's exactly what they're trying to do. So good on the Chargers. Got a really good one. And Corey Lindsley is going to be there. I believe it was a five-year contract. I don't have yeah, the Yeah, it was pretty long term. Yeah, I think it's five years, so it's a great signing. Yeah, so uh one thing that's not on the docket here yet, but I just got a notification about the Bengals signing Trey Hendrickson, defensive lineman that played for the Saints last year. He had a great breakout year. Uh and more importantly, he's a former FAU owl. <laughs> he just signed a what is it, a five years? I do, yeah. I always hey. All right. No, dude, it, it's winning in paradise for FAU and Trey Hendrickson got a bag. Okay, four years, sixty million dollar contract with thirty two million guaranteed. So that's not bad. Um, the Saints, we're probably always gonna have to let them go. That was uh, one of the conundrums I saw for Saints over the off season is, do you pay Trey Hendrickson for having that phenomenal one year? Or do you let them walk? And they let them walk. The Saints don't have a lot of cap space right now. No, dude. They have, um, like, no cap space at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They have none. So this is uh, kind of felt inevitable. But good signing for the Bengals. Great signing for the Bengals. Um, sad because the Vikings were linked to him this morning. And I was really hoping tomorrow I'd wake up to an announcement saying the Vikings signed him. But, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Peter Lass. Smart line decisions. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the Vikings doing something they should in free agency. <laughs> Funny. Oh, just a wish. <laughs> yeah. Drain, not a wishing well. No, I saw a meme today, and it really pissed me off. <laughs> it was a meme of uh, Mike Zimmer, and it was <laughs> Zimmer restructures Barr's contract to make him a free agent next year and allow him to draft a new linebacker in the first round. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then it's just Zimmer laughing. It's like, dude, are and you that, kidding me? Don't forget another two wide receivers. Yeah, of course. Because you always need those. At least we've been yeah. hitting on a few. But... Oh, God, dude. You know. Jay Jettos. Swan Treadwell. Oh, yeah, that's Jeez. tough. I believed in him till the end. I didn't. Never I wanted to one. sell him down the river because two the years in. I was like, I don't care. Aw. Why would you just wish... You know what shows the type of Speaking of a former <laughs> former Vikings legend, Yannick Ngakwe signed with the Raiders. You had to slip that one in there, didn't you? Yeah, of Isn't course. A basketball player? No. No, dude. <laughs> what? Ngakwe was on the Vikings for like three weeks, I think. Oh, then, shit. Uh, we traded for him the week before the NFL season started. We traded a second-round pick, and then we traded him away for like – a third round pick mid season because he just like wasn't working out for. Where'd us. you guys trade trade him to? The Ravens. 
Oh, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and right. he, he, like, started to heat up at the end of the year, too. And I was like, come yeah. on, dude. I don't know why the Vikings just didn't keep him, though. That was my... I don't either. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got something back for him, but, like, a third-round pick, I feel like he could have sat on him, wait, like, let him have a good week and then trade him to a needy team that's, like, a contender. Yeah. I don't know about that, but um, good signing for the Raiders. That's a very good signing for the Raiders. Um, All of I don't these are good signings. Like I don't, I guess I don't know a whole lot about like each team's like cap situation. But like the only one that I've like really kind of questioned was the Aguilar one because I don't know. Hopefully he's turned a corner and he can just like figure it out with his talent and you know ability to be a wide receiver. But um, all these I think are pretty solid signings. Yeah, it, it feels like a lot of these signings were, like, decided upon the last few weeks and they just had to make their, you know, final offers or, like, yeah. extend out, like, hey, this is what we're offering you. And the players were like, okay, well, I already kind of know the teams that are interested in me and right. this is the best offer, so we'll just go. Yeah, definitely. I think that's usually how it goes, too, because um, today was the first day that free agency started. So there's going to be a lot of signings today, tomorrow. Um, and then it usually dies down for a little bit, and then the second and third wave take over where it's more like role players and like backups and stuff like that. Right. Yeah, but uh, moving to a team that uh, we like to, we don't, I don't know, I don't even like to pick on the Jets. But Corey Davis and Carl Lawson both signed there today, and I, I don't hate the signings. I'm sure but they overpaid. Like, I don't even know how much money they gave him, but I'm sure they uh, They gave Corey Davis a three-year, $27 million deal, I know. I don't know about Lawson. His, I'm pretty sure he had a big deal. Like, the Jets overpay for everybody. Corey mm-hmm. Davis, I don't know. I You can attest to this because I've talked highly about him for his whole career, but I loved Corey Davis coming out of Western Michigan. Um, I love his ability, but he just hasn't shown it in the NFL. Right. And I mean he had a he had a pretty decent year last year. I think he touched a thousand just barely, if I'm correct. Yeah, uh, I think that's right. And then he had what, like high nine hundred this year? Or was it a thousand this year and like high nine hundred the year before? It was it was something like that, yeah. Um he's flashed here and there, but it might just be that he's playing in Tennessee. He's not a huge uh passing offense. Right. They don't they don't throw the ball a lot. But you're going to the Jets where they don't they also don't throw the ball a lot. Um, if the Jets keep Darnold, this is a great signing for Darnold and his outlook. Mm-hmm. But until we can actually understand what the Jets want to do with Darnold and their QB situation, I don't really know if I want to say that they're in the right direction or they're making good moves. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a TBA for me as well because, again, I don't know what they're doing. No one really knows. Are they keeping Darnold? Are they letting him go? What are they doing with the number two pick? Um, if they end up keeping Darnold, I would take Sewell at number two. Yeah, I would too. But I also would not hate them just trading back a few spots, bolstering up the draft class, and then picking like a really good receiver or Rashawn Slater or yeah. I mean, even Kyle Pitts as a weapon. Uh, there, there are a lot of good players in this draft, and if they trade back a few spots, they could probably snag a second or a third round pick and be a future first, and really, uh, really give Sam Darnold some help. But yeah, absolutely. And you, there's uh, that run on quarterbacks is going to be crazy, dude. You know, if yeah. they, if they if they shop that number two pick, there's going to be a team that needs a quarterback, whether it's Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, 
um, someone's going to give them a very high offer for that number two pick. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't think that the Bengals would try to hop up the two because they don't need a quarterback, but they also really need Penny Sewell. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see them try to move up a spot or two just to secure him. I don't know. The Jets, obviously, there's plenty of time for the draft, and they're not going to tell us what they're going to do because, you know, they're an NFL organization. They're not trying to yeah. change their future like that. But I don't understand what they're doing here. Uh, I don't get a feel for it. Carl Lawson's a good player. Corey Davis is a very good athlete, good receiver, but I'm not thrilled. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're just trying to add talent, and I understand that, but I think it's it'll be interesting to see just, like, what direction they go in, right? Because if they end up getting rid of um, – if they end up trading Sam Darnold, I guess, like, I won't understand. I mean, I guess Corey David would like Davis would help out a rookie quarterback, but yeah. again, I just don't know what the Jets' plan is. No, I I don't understand either. He's going to be a great one for the team, especially for a young quarterback, like you said. But yeah, it'd be really nice to know if they're going to really go gung ho on Sam Darnold because if this is a signing for Sam Darnold to get him a veteran receiver in the room. That could be a really good move. He needs mm-hmm. some help. Um, Corey Davis, he's not exactly a possession receiver because he, he can also make things happen with his feet. I'd call him a really good balanced receiver, which I really like, uh, especially for Darnold, who just needs weapons. But if they're scrapping Darnold and going for a rookie quarterback, I mean, who knows who that rookie's going to come into camp liking. Uh, it's weird. You know how rookie quarterbacks are. They pick a favorite yeah. and they just target it. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what's going on there. I did just see that Bud Dupree signed with the Titans. Yep, a five-year deal. I got the same thing. I was waiting to say that, too. Yeah, so that's... Uh, it's, a, it's a really good move for the Titans, considering their defense was so bad last year. Yeah, and it was the worst defense in the NFL, probably, pound for pound. Um, it's a good signing. It's a lot of money, but... Bud Dupree's a really good player. He was on the Steelers his whole career, and now he is moving on to the Tennessee Titans. He's a quick linebacker, too. Uh, I would not be surprised to see if the entire NFL switches and tries to copy what the Bucs did last year with Levante David and uh, and Devin White. Like I think so. I think so, too. Um, linebackers are really important, especially if you can get versatile, athletic, linebackers uh that can give you coverage pass rush you know run stopper not when i you know you say all three of those things and you're like oh no duh henry but like that's that's kind of how it's going it's not a it's not a run stopping league anymore where you get just those thumpers in the middle you gotta have guys that can cover and pass rush exactly pretty good sign for the titans they're gonna need to do a lot this offseason to help that defense out i don't know where they're going next but I don't think anything could hurt. I think this, the Dupree signing is really good, and I don't think adding even depth pieces is a bad option. They just get veterans in the room that know how to play. Exactly. I think it's a great signing. I think that's going to do it for this distance episode of Heavy Pour. Uh, a little bit of a short episode here today. We didn't want to push it too far with the whole not knowing exactly how our audio is going to turn out, but sure. we'll be back on Thursday with a very Saints-heavy talk that I know Henry's dying to talk about. And I am too, but I want to save it for a longer episode. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Ooh, actually, I would love to bite in on that. Perfect. I have Perfect. a lot of strong feelings about the Saints. <laughs> All right, well, we'll as, talk. as most Vikings fans do. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, you're not wrong. But we'll Ooh. see you guys Thursday. See ya. Peace. Yeah.